This is Leader ReadyCast, a monthly podcast featuring real-world lessons, best practices, and action-oriented insights for the you're-it moments when you're called upon to lead. Leader ReadyCast is the official podcast of the National Preparedness Leadership Initiative, a joint program of the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health and the Center for Public Leadership at the Harvard John F. Kennedy School of Government. Subscribe to Leader ReadyCast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hello, and welcome to a just-in-time coronavirus minicast version of Leader ReadyCast. Today, we're going to talk crisis communications, and our guest is Andy Gilman. He's president and CEO of Comcore. Andy's worked with many organizations through a variety of incidents, from Johnson & Johnson's Tylenol crisis to SARS to getting executives ready for a grilling on 60 Minutes. He's going to share some of his frontline experience and wisdom. Andy, welcome to our special Leader ReadyCast. Thanks, Eric. Happy to be here. Now, as we, as we record this, the world is in the midst of a highly volatile situation with the corona outbreak. It's, it's global, it's unfolding quickly, and each day seems to bring a new, a new twist in the story. As a leader, what does it take to communicate effectively right now? Well, first of all, I would say, Eric, that this is a time when almost anybody who works for an organization or as a member of an organization is looking to their leadership. There was update from the annual Edelman Trust Barometer that says the most trusted source for information right now is your employer. And then the leader of that organization, it doesn't matter whether you're a for-profit company, you work in the government, you work in an NGO. So this is the time when people are looking to leaders in addition to the experts at a CDC or WHO. So leaders need to step up. Uh, I think they need to have what I call the four F's principle in communicating a crisis like this. They need to be frequent. And I'm going to add another factor that multi-channel frequency, whether it's social media, whether it's an email to some of your audience, you may have to send a traditional letter because they don't access social media. So besides frequent, you have to be fast. So be responsive to what's going on. Be flexible. Whatever the message was yesterday, the day before, you may need to adjust it going forward, obviously within the core of what you're saying. And then above all, be factual. Make sure what you're saying isn't speculation, isn't about information you can't confirm. Obviously, you can control your organization, but then refer to those sites, which we trust, such as I've already mentioned, CDC, WHO, and also some state and local or within your own country organizations that people want to look to. So it sounds like for an executive leader, communication is, is job one right now, even while they're wrestling with the, the, the coronavirus itself, the economic uh, ramifications thereof. But communications is going to be really top of mind for every executive every day. Absolutely. And it, as I also think it has to be communications in a variety of forums, as a, an email, a letter, a maybe a video, video that you can post. But yeah, uh, CEO stands for also CIC, Communicator-in-Chief. Absolutely. So, so given that, what, do you, what are your top two or three tips for getting it right? Number one is be visible to your organization, to your employees, to your flock, so to speak, and use the technologies that we have. Number two, maybe even goes ahead or along with number one is 
Yeah, absolutely need to show care and concern. I still remember way back when in the Tylenol crisis, one of the things that the CEO of J&J did and got credit for, Jim Burke got credit for the care and concern he expressed for the people that were unfortunately victims of the Tylenol poisoning, but also for all the people that are helping out. And there are lots of ways of expressing that empathy, and some people have it easier than others, but care and concern is important. Another thing that, that you need to do to get it right is make sure you tell people resources, really hard factual information. It might be, here's how to access all the benefits you have from our HR team. Here's how to make sure you have all the information in a medical plan that you might need to access. And then another one I think that shows leadership, and it was something actually that I, I read in a Harvard Business Review article, which is lead also from the bottom up and not just tell everybody what you're doing, but ask for suggestions from employees, from vendors, from people you work with. And you'll be surprised what comes up because I, we all know that we're in this together. Nobody has the exact answers so that a good leader is looking for some answers. I think it's really important. Two of the things you just mentioned there, all three are important, but two stick out to me. One is the care and concern, because I think that one of the things that, that marks a crisis from a typical business challenge is it's not just a cognitive issue. It's also a psychological and emotional issue. Everyone right now is feeling threatened in some way by the virus, by the, the economic uncertainty, by both in some cases. And so it's not just a matter of understanding the problem, but it's also understanding the emotional and psychological dynamics and expressing that empathy and the, and the care and concern is, is important for connecting with people at that level so they can then understand the cognitive piece. About leading from the bottom, absolutely. Because again, I think one of the, the challenges we see here at the MPLI is that when people feel helpless and don't know what to do, A, they may make up jobs to do that aren't particularly productive, or they just, they get more dysfunctional. And to the extent that you can give people agency, give them something to do, or by asking them for their help, hey, look, we're recognizing you have important things to contribute here. You're not just passive, you're an active part of what we're doing. That engages them, gets them out of what we call the emotional basement. Yeah, Eric, I, I absolutely agree. And again, a little thing that I do with my team that you can do, depending on how big your organization is, there are lots of calls that need to happen to keep the business operating. There are lots of mechanical things that need to go on, but it doesn't take very long. Every time you have a call with either the whole organization or your department or your division, do a quick check-in. How are you doing? Now, I don't think people are going to expose all their issues at this time, but going around, one, makes them feel included. Two, it does demonstrate your care and concern. Three, you might actually learn something that's useful. Absolutely. I think it's a really great tip, Andy. And I think that uh, for our listeners to think about doing that however you can, however it works in your organization, be it at a one of your regular calls, being just reaching out to your peers, but making sure people are checking on in on each other. Because you're right, it will help people feel cared for, feel part of the team, and it may surface some important information so you can deal with something before it becomes a bigger problem. So given this environment, is it's fraught with challenges. It is, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and ambiguity. What are some of the most common traps people fall into when they're communicating and how can they avoid them? 
One of the things that I've seen, and since I live in Washington, D.C., so I'm involved a little bit more in that political world, is don't make statements that are perceived as political. And sometimes an innocuous statement could be interpreted the wrong way. We need to be factual. Try not to take sides. Save your personal opinions for other forums. That would be one I think that's very important. Uh, second, try not to speculate on what's going to happen because none of us know. And we, we all want to solve problems. Many leaders are very, very good at both vision, but also laying out the strategies and tactics. But don't go beyond, as they uh, say uh, in the mountains, don't get over your skis and start speculating what will or won't happen. We can caveat some of the things, but try not to make any predictions that you're going to come back and regret. And third is, which related to not speculating, don't get ahead of those authorities who have more information, whether it's the scientists, whether it's the government experts who are managing all the different supplies. Again, you don't want to be called out for saying stuff that you can't back up with facts. Those are three things that I think uh, it's important for leaders to do. Uh, we instinctively know them, but I think you have to watch for the, the, the tendency to help fix it when you really can't. Absolutely. Those are great pointers. Your first one about, about not being political reminds me of some, some wisdom from my colleague, Julia Kayyem, who had said, when you, particularly if you're working in, in a government agency, but certainly I think it's true for, for corporate leaders as well, you have to understand how to be political without being politicized. In that, you have to understand there's a political dynamic in situations like this. So understand that whatever you say or do will play out in that domain. What you don't want to do is get into the political games or be become a tool of one side or the other. You want to just say try to stay neutral and above it, but realize there will be a political aspect of all these things and be and be thinking through. I know the good folks at, at GM have just gone through this recently, um, as will others. Where um, you're not trying to be political, but everything you do has some political ramifications. So be thinking about them, be ready for them, and uh, and try not to get sucked into the political game. And, and one of the reminders in line with that, Eric, is that because of the power of social media, we hope that our employees, we hope that the people who are leading are not necessarily transcribing what we're saying or recording it. But unfortunately, we've seen way too many examples where something said that was supposedly an internal communication all of a sudden gets put out on Twitter or Facebook, and then all of a sudden it gets a wider notice. And that's not probably what you want to have happening now. So it's almost so much easier to go broadcast what's being said. Uh, on the other hand, good messages from leaders are actually also being broadcast. So we're all looking for that inspirational message. We're all looking for that meme. We're all looking for that checklist that helps us get through another day or two, another week. Oh yeah, that was a good idea. And we'll play it forward to the next group. So, you know, flipping from what to avoid, we need to keep coming back to thinking about ways in which you're leading, communicating. If it works, keep doing it, make a tweak, adjust it. But I think coming back to the fact that people are looking for leaders to lead at this time. No, I think that's a really good point because you're right. Everything that is, uh, every communication should now be considered internal and external at the same time because you have, you don't know where, where it's going to wind up. And the other danger, of course, with social media is that uh, things get played read out of context. 
I'm going through my Twitter stream and you're going through yours and we've got different frames of reference and different things going on in our brains and we read we may read the same tweet and take it in very different ways because we weren't in the room or we didn't have the the larger context around it and that is uh it's a, it's a fact of our world but it's something we need to consider and i will say you're right the, the keeping the messaging uh positive and inspirational has been good i've been very impressed by some of the work done by uh, ceos um i think arnie Sorensen of marriott is one of that comes to mind who put out a video t talking to his employees that did wind up going public uh, to your point but a very powerful and uh, very much a we've got a great team we're here in this together we're going to get through it as well as some concrete steps they were taking so uh, it is that job to be out there on the front line any final yeah, words of wisdom as we uh, wrap this one up yeah eric i think one of the things that comes to mind and your uh, the arnie Sorensen video was truly moving and you could tell he was having a hard time just from not being choked up as he was talking about employees, the commitment to the company. Um, the other last one for leaders to think about, in it, and it's a little bit of a play on the words, we often talk about random acts of kindness. I would extend that to random acts of leadership, random acts of sacrifice. I can't tell people what to do, but think about what you can do that shows you're really leading. It might be, for example, you're going to cut your salary for a period of time to show everybody you're taking this seriously and you want to do something for the organization. It might be some statement about benefits that you have in the organization that you can extend. It might be the way you're checking in in ways you haven't done before, like calling somebody that you'd never have called individually before, two or three ranks below where you would have that individual conversation. The word gets around and again, it's the right thing to do. It builds trust and it builds loyalty. Andy, I love that. Random acts of leadership. I'm going to challenge each of our leaders, each of our leaders listening today to go out and start practicing random acts of leadership. That's, that's terrific guidance. Really appreciate you being with us today. Those of you listening, you can learn more about Andy and Comcore at comcoreconsulting.com. He's a real expert in the field, so I encourage you to go check out him and his company, get lots of wisdom to share. And we hope that you come back and listen to our next just-in-time minicast from Leader ReadyCast. We'll be putting these on throughout the coronavirus outbreak to keep you informed and hope help you lead more effectively every day. Thank you. This has been another episode of Leader ReadyCast from the National Preparedness Leadership Initiative. Subscribe to Leader ReadyCast wherever you get your favorite podcasts and find out more about us at npli.sph.harvard.edu. Follow us on Twitter at HarvardNPLI. Thanks for listening and be ready to leave.